we have a very special announcement to top off this episode. We've been your music guys for a while, right? Yep. We're branching out into the world of sports. Oh, really? More specifically, a football podcast, the all-time sports cast, debuting on Tuesday, March 9th. That's soon. We got our friends to join us and do... Um, Just a roundtable, basically. Yeah, pretty no? much, yeah. I don't want to start calling us panelists and experts, but we uh, we got all our friends involved in this, all the all the ones that that care for football as much as we do. Uh, we're gonna get together weekly, cover topics, cover hot topics. It's a football podcast, like we're doing this. So if you're a sports fan listening, check that out on March 9th. We're gonna start pushing that really soon. You wanna add anything? It's the all-time sports cast. No, I'm just very excited for us to be doing uh, finally a football thing. Because again, just like the music one, it's a conversation, different topics, different views. It's going to be really fun. I'm really excited because <laughs> just because of our Monday call and us just being all together, it's going to be something super fun. I'm super excited. These guys are are, are going to be good. Yeah, they're all good friends. We spoke about, we've name dropped them on the podcast so many times, so... Check us out. We all like uh, different teams in different divisions, so we're, our knowledge across the league is pretty spread out. We're going to do something really cool with it. So, Yeah, super excited. The all-time sports cast, March 9th. Check it out. Daft Punk, I've called it quits. Do you, I, have any I, new re- do you have any new releases before we do that? Yeah, actually, I do. I have one new release. Uh, that actually, uh, quick background story too. Uh, last week, there was a pre-order um, for the album uh, that went up at, uh, on midnight last Friday. Well, Thursday into Friday, you know how it is. Um I never heard the album. I know who the two artists are, and I just pre-ordered the album, thirty uh, bucks US, on CD deluxe edition, limited to two hundred copies. Uh, this album is by producer DJ Mugs and Rome Streets, uh, Death and the Magician. Uh, cool. Yeah, nothing really much to say. DJ Mugs has been a producer. And part of Cypress Hill for uh, since the uh, late '80s, and Rome Streets is a amazing hip hop artist from New York. I've got Julian Baker, Little Oblivions, which is uh, she's one third of Boy Genius with uh, um, Phoebe Bridgers and Lucy Dacus. This is her, I think, her third solo album, well, her, her third album. Looking forward to it. I don't Any think any background. Uh, no, she's singer songwriter type of thing. She's collaborated with the the national. She's been uh, the the boy genius thing with Phoebe Bridgers was probably her biggest uh, 
the most exposed she's ever the most exposure exposure she's ever had. Um, I don't think she'll break out the way Phoebe Bridgers did with this last album, but I'm I'm not looking for that either. Speaking of uh, Phoebe Bridges, um, I I was watching something on TV. I don't know. I can't remember what channel it was, but she was doing a live performance. Was it on Kimmel? Was it on Fowler? SNL. SNL. Yeah. And like it was very dark and it was just her playing guitar. Yeah, and she smashed the guitar at the end. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. Why they were they she got asked the day after when she did an interview somewhere or a podcast why she smashed the guitar. She just wanted to. Okay. No, but the, I think I thought it was cool. The monitor was a fake, was a prop. It was set up to spark and smoke ah. and everything. It wasn't, but people were criticizing it and for what reason? Because why? Because that's what you do now, right? Yeah, but it's it's very rock and roll to do something like that. Like it's, it was. I think it was. I thought it was cool. No, I I found it cool. Yeah, I didn't mind. I thought it was funny. It's cute. Well, she's a good artist, so she's she's gotten very uh, popular with her latest album. So it was kind of cool that she could do something like that. No. Yeah. So, uh, not that much. Regarding you that much, we've been waiting for topics all week. All fucking, we ha- we haven't had an episode unless somebody died or. Well, did somebody die? No, but oh, we yes. finally have but shit no. to talk about. We didn't have an episode scheduled for this week, and then it's like we have things no. to talk about now. Well, it's super exciting that we do have things to talk about, but like it's it's good to be back and actually being like doing this. And again, yeah. it's from our, it's from our own own homes for now yeah for sure uh it's good to see your face and drink uh whiskey we're we're dragging the uh the 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 first part of this episode though well you started with saying daft punk broke up yeah i wanted to, i wanted that to be uh something we touch on so let's before get into people it. press stop so let's get into it um daft punk broke up this week they released a 10-minute video or so called Epilogue. So they called it. A farewell video, no? Yeah, one of the robots blows up. The other one walks away. <laughs> I mean, they've always been um, known for their visuals throughout their career. I think they started in 93. I'm not going to do the whole history of Daft Punk, but um, they don't have that many albums out and... They always kind of cause a stir when they would come back around. What did you make of it? Um, I wasn't in shock because to me, it's like, when was the last time they put an album out? Random Access Memories? That was the last one, yeah. And they won the Grammy for Best Album? Yeah, maybe it was a Tron thing, but I think not. I think that was before. Yeah, 2013. They have four studio albums. Homework in 97, Discovery in 01, Human After All in 05, Random Access Memories 2013. Discovery is their biggest album, right? Discovery is their biggest and most liked album. Homework is often the album that contends with it for their for being their best album. I, I tend to prefer Homework. but uh, So just getting back into asking what I thought of it, mm-hmm. I was like, meh. All right. I, you, to me, it's it's weird because 
the way I see Daft Punk is I do not know the how they look under what they wear. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right. <laughs> I, I just, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know who to take. Okay, you're retiring. You're, you're breaking up. It's like, it's like not, it's like, I don't know who's under you. I just know you guys as two people that wear uh, masks and suits. And I find it super, it's cool, but like, I don't know who you are. I don't know anything about Daft Punk. You know what I mean? Yeah. The mask started in, uh, at uh, Discovery. So their second album. Yeah. For homework, I think their faces were, uh, they would show their face. Well, I mean, I know what they look like. They're, it's two French guys. I mean. From France, right? Yeah. There's nothing more than, uh, well, I mean, I don't. The two you DJs. know what? When, when, when artists like Daft Punk, who don't put out albums, uh, uh, like uh, all the time. It's just like, okay. Yeah. You know I, I, what didn't, I, mean? I, I didn't think it needed as much coverage as it got. I get They're the, huge. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I get that they're huge. I also just don't see the whole... Whenever they would come back around, I'd check out. I'd always check out their music. I've heard all the music, but it doesn't do more than that for me. So mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really get the importance of it. Well, or why you sing that much? You sing importance. My question to you is: How important are they for music? How important are they for the genre of music? Well, they did a lot for electronic music especially in like the early 2000s after discovery there was like a boom and 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 that carried into the late 2000s of like electronic mainstream uh i don't know what the fuck to call it because i'm not an expert on on that stuff but i kind of feel as though even in that regard and as just a general music fan I'm able to notice that like their accomplishments are their accomplishments outweigh their body of work. Mm-hmm. For have, sure. They have great singles. They had, you know, they've sold so many albums, whatever, but they dominate radio, get lucky fucking uh, around the world. Uh, one more time. Dominated radio. But that aside, the music itself, I never thought was too good. It's it's no. fine. It's a good. It's it's good at most. It was it was good for the time in early two thousand, right? Like you go to a club, uh, you go to weddings. How many times did they play those songs at weddings? Yeah. Like uh, my uncle was a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah, like like he would always play that. He was really into. Uh, Daft Punk and that was that song One More Time mm-hmm. love that song so like to me like Daft Punk that's what Daft Punk is it's like those singles not really albums but the singles that they put out that really made them who they were because you could play that music anywhere basically yeah like it was very popular there was it's like 
there's no singer songwriter type thing there's no like the lyrics are very like it's it is what it is right it's nothing to really dig deep into the music behind it maybe but there's nothing so extravagant about the music really you know what i mean it's very party-ish music they're considered one of the most influential dance artists really and that that, yeah but that i believe Mm -hmm. i guess maybe because i'm not that far like i don't know that type of music too well it kind of i I just kind of feel like it's a big deal for nothing yeah no i get what you're saying and again it's the music tastes we have right yeah but a lot of artists are blown out of proportion for sure yeah that's a lot of uh yeah to me that punk is that music you play on new year's eve or at a wedding would you say it's it's what i found particularly weird in the coverage and the whole story behind it and the video is it's like your last album was in 2013 mm-hmm. random access memories so what's like like you're calling this a breakup and you're making it a big deal and the fucking press like the press music press is publishing this like crazy like they're they're look it's been a slow year so far for headlines so they obviously eat that shit up but i just find that to me it was just like oh like did it need an announcement that you guys weren't making music anymore you haven't made music in almost 10 years you disappeared after making so like that you break up it just felt like it's not like okay here's an album we're calling it quits Mm-hmm. or hear some new music a bit of publicity radio blah 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 and then six months ahead that was it for us that's done it just kind of felt like okay yeah you know it's not like we're not doing anything you know what i mean it's like it's like not making any music it, it reminded me a bit of like when timberlake put out the 2020 experience after future Se- future sex love song there was a long wait for the 2020 experience and everyone's like it's a comeback it's a comeback he can but he never retired he's just fucking slow on making music yeah so like the terms comeback or breakup it's like these guys daft punk will always be daft punk will always like be able to eat because of it but at some point down the line it just feels like yeah they'll be back this do you all, think all this shit comes back do you think that they've run out of i don't want to say run out of music but like like look at what they made in music right yeah is that sound of music relevant well they always kind of switched right because yeah homework was like straight house um just going through the catalog quick homework was like more of a house album more like I want to call it like I, you know I don't know this stuff, but it was like quote unquote underground sounding. Mm-hmm. It had hooks. It was catchy enough to get on the radio, but it was underground sounding. It brought that to the to the to the mainstream. Let's say mm-hmm. the masses. Discovery. They touched on disco. Wait one more time. The next one was more pop oriented. I even forget the name of that one. And then Random Access Memories was just like a, it pretty much touched on indie, it touched on hip hop, like it touched on everything that was going on in that, in the 2010s up to then to sound like 
relevant enough and to get attention, right? Yeah, which was I really liked random access memories. I thought oh, it was, it was good, yeah, that's not bad at all. It was good background music. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's background music. It's very driving and but I know what you mean. It was it's 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 something you could it's it's something that is very easy to listen to mm-hmm. when it's on. I don't find their other albums before that, like discovering stuff is very car oriented music. I don't know why that comes to my head. It's just like I don't find that Daft Punk, their older stuff is very like, I'm gonna listen to this while I drive somewhere. No, oh, okay. I don't know why that comes into my head. Uh, probably because you said Random Max Memories is very that style. But like, I don't know. I just, to me, it might have been, I, we don't really have anything else to do. At the same time, I see what you're saying. But what I find weird is it's like nobody was expecting them to, right? We get, mm-hmm. we get, the, we get the idea that they come around every once in a while and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I don't know. They got they got sampled. I think there's more to come. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. An album? Something. It we'll got see. too much noise for what it was. Oh, I got it got definite noise. Like it was all over the place, especially that 10 minute video. Yeah. And don't forget they've done soundtracks for movies. Yeah, they did. But it's interesting because uh we're recording this on Wednesday night, the same week that this came out, right? Yeah. The episode comes out on Friday. <laughs> so they can have an album on Friday special. Here's I a... wouldn't be surprised. There was there's something else around this. It's too weird to make that much noise over we're breaking up. FYI, when an artist like that says, Hey, we're breaking up, you know another thing that's gonna happen, right? What? Streams are going to go up. Yeah. Uh, vinyl sales are going to go up. Uh, music sales in general are going to go up. People are going to be like, oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Fun. I need to own everything. Mm-hmm. Right? It's almost like the same I, thing. I revisited dying. a bit. I revisited, the, I revisited the catalog a bit and was like, let me see why this, like, like I said, why this was worth making such a big announcement over. And I was kind of, and again, felt underwhelming. That's me. Yeah. So so we're good with Daft Punk. Hopefully, maybe a nice surprise album is going to come out. Maybe Pitchfork will post something or somebody's <laughs> going to post something with, with an album coming out. There's a big oh. hip-hop headline this week, too. Let's move on. Another big, yeah. Some more news. Uh, Bobby Shmurda, uh, free at last after six, seven years. Talk about 2013, huh? Spent in prison, uh, long time spent in prison. Uh, Bobby Schmurder from Brooklyn, New York. Did he go to prison uh, before or after the last Daft Punk album? Uh, he was no, I think it was after because that year he put out his EP okay. with uh, the very popular song. Yeah. And the very popular Shmoney dance. Remember when that came out? That was big. It was huge. Uh, I never understood it. Is it, I never the, original, understood it. Is it a, the original rap meme, possibly? It could be the original rap meme. Uh, but before we get into just a quick background, uh, 
he pleaded guilty to one count of third degree conspiracy and one count of weapons possessions. Okay. And was seven and when seven was sentenced to seven years in prison, along with other fellow people who got convicted at the same time as him. Uh, another one, Rowdy Rebel. Yeah. A quick thing on this whole prison sentence is he took more years off other people's sentence. So really? he took more of the guilt, like it was my fault, so other people could leave prison earlier. Was there a link somehow to the music video and them getting busted? Um, good question. No. But it might have been another music video. Something Not, that didn't come out, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, but again, weapons charges, there was weapons. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, super young guy too, huh? When he went to prison, like he was kind of like at the height of like when that came out, people were just listening to that. Remember that was playing everywhere. There was videos everywhere. Yeah, I do. I remember specifically, and sorry to cut you off. I remember specifically the first time seeing that video. It was around the time where when ASAP was also coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember particularly preferring ASAP because they were really pushing their art. Mm -hmm. the, the trippy music videos, there wasn't weapons in the ASAP videos, was there? Uh, no, never. And I remember seeing the stuff and being like, fuck, like these guys aren't good news. <laughs> like this is no. not like, this is not something that could, that could possibly influence this many people. And notice how ASAP exploded after that. Yes. Yes, but, but but continue the uh, continue the. So. This came out. Uh, it was called uh, "Schmurda." She wrote. Mm -hmm. It was a five-song EP, which is crazy because the guy put out five songs and a bunch of other featurings here and there, and a couple of songs here and there besides this, and got extremely popular. Mm -hmm. to me what attracted me to him and i'm not a huge fan is the ep is is cool nothing more than that to me the thing is is you're looking for new york hip-hop and you know what the mecca is of hip-hop it comes from new york right that underground yeah. sound uh lyrics bars uh all that stuff right so you're you're looking for a guy and from New York and you're, you you want to find that essence in hip hop. And then you come across a guy named Bobby Shmurda and he's making drill music. That's from Chicago mm -hmm. with a bounce. So that's what stuck out to me. And like, it was cool, but to me, it wasn't going to last. Was this music going to be relevant in five years? And what do you think him coming out of prison now sets him up to do? Like, are we gonna, you know, like Meek Mill's music? Well, he wasn't gone that long, but you know, it was it was more relevant right off the bat. Whereas, mm -hmm. as we said, this was kind of a meme. So, what, like, what do you expect him to do now that he's out? How's he gonna adapt to like this constant change in music? that he was very much like uh, a, a crucial part of, like his song was very trendy and hot and then it was gone, right? 
it was it was 2013 2014 so just think of it this way steve uh it was kind of like when that style of hip-hop was getting way more popular than it was the years previous mm -hmm. right like the amigos were getting hot in 2014 you yeah. know like future was at the height yeah You never heard of all these other artists that are popular right now. Bobby Schmurter was kind of in between the height of like the, the baby and all these people, right? Mm -hmm. So he probably would have gone further if he would have gone to prison. Yeah. So it's what you do now. And I'll tell you what the key success to this is, is having the right featurings and being with the artists that are hot now. If this guy comes out and starts doing a song with Little Baby, um, all these hot hip-hop artists that are super popular right now, Rowdy Rich, yeah. uh, all these people, he'll do probably really well. He'll survive. He'll survive. You know, yeah. And people are going to want to... They want to hear music from this. You know who's gotten... Who's going to be working with him? Uh, a huge uh, DJ and promoter in New York City, Funk Flex. Mm -hmm. So being pushed by a guy like that, you know, there good things come with that stuff. Uh, so we'll see. It's like, to me, it's like, you got to uh, associate yourself with the right artists at the right time. Because you could either not be relevant at all, or you could go a bit further than you expected. Do you think, um, uh... nah, fuck it, never mind. Okay. Uh, be coming gonna, out of prison. I, what I was going to say is, do you think, I, yeah, I don't care. Do you think him having gone to prison, um, gave the artist longevity, made him more relevant than had he not, and just had that one song and was done? Do you think his, because I don't, I'm not familiar with his music. So what I'm asking you is, was he capable of more or does this story and having been gone for so long allow him to make a comeback? Both are right, actually. He could have continued being successful if he didn't go to prison. But you think he had the quality of music that could have allowed that? For what the people are listening to now, like what's either in 2013, 14 till now. Yes. Yeah. He would have yes. like a, a solid album, like one of those type of. So, look, what we would like, are you talking about in general? Because what me and you like in from 2013 till now is not really the style of music he's doing. We do have the artists, yes. I think he would have been popular if he didn't go to prison. And by him going to prison and him coming out six, seven years later he is still going to be popular because people, again, it's a story, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just a hype. He's out of prison. You know, the guy went to prison for six, seven years and he reduced, he got the people that he was with, some of their sentences reduced because he took full blame and full heat for it. Mm -hmm. So again, story background. Um, and he didn't snitch. What, whether people last year and the year before were talking about mostly. Yeah. So, like, again, there's the and there's the good guy, bad guy. So, 
I I think he, he could do good for a good couple of years okay. until the music becomes Changes not relevant again. anymore. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we'll we'll get a switch. We'll get a a huge uh, switch in music soon. I have a feeling. I have a feeling a lot of the stuff is going to get redundant and uh, less interesting after I think, a while. Yeah, and, and a lot of this pandemic thing forced people to get creative on their own. Mm-hmm. So all this time you're spending kind of in lockdown, like artists are really going to have to fight for their spots now. Sure. They're going to have to, they're going to have to do some, I think some new shit, unless you're just an artist that like has your fan base and likes when you stick to that. You can't do shows. That's it. No artists have to find the way to pump out better material. I would think. So I'm looking forward. And there's also another another way of keeping yourself relevant right selling cds selling vinyl selling merch it's a big part of the game like look at run the jewels perfect example they come out with an album you can't tour you can't do anything what do they do they do live streams of their show right yeah there's different ways you could yeah yeah. they come out with a full clothing line Mm -hmm. special edition vinyl special edition box set cds like there's a lot more to your music there's the art form around it you need to yeah. uh promote that produce that so that they're people an keep album interest. artist people want to hear a full album of run the jewels mm-hmm. typically speaking a lot of rap artists like i mean again from what i heard of bobby Schmurda, i would think most people don't want a full album with that he only has an ep so what's a full album now also right what do we consider? Well, just look album? at guys like Lil Baby and the Baby and all that. Like, people didn't really absorb their full album. They had hits, mm-hmm. and it's numerous too bad. hits on their yeah. album. Yeah, it's too bad because the, the Baby albums weren't terrible. They were they were good, but everyone's selecting parts of it. It's it's not really something people listen to in full, right? Guys like me and you want the fun in an album, right? So we want to be able to go out and buy the music. We want to be able to have that that product in our homes. Like, we want to get excited about something. I bought a CD last week, like I told you before. It was, it was exciting waiting till midnight and having to go purchase it and me getting one of the 200 copies. You see, there's excitement revolved around but it. But I'm not talking about the physical part of it. I'm talking about putting on a record and getting from the beginning to the end. It, it depends of the music you're listening to and this, the genre of hip-hop you're listening to. Yeah, like, so a lot like of an, these guys don't have that. A lot of these guys... Unfortunately, their can, fan base don't care for that. No, they, they their fan... A lot of these guys' fan bases is playlists. Yeah. It's, I hear three songs of the album, or hey, I'm going to go buy the CD or stream it, but I'm going to skip everything and just go to the songs I really like. And yeah. not care for the rest, you know. So, but anyways, it was a, it was a, it was an important topic for hip hop and just in general music. Speaking of irrelevant, uh, a band I really like announced a new album today, Dinosaur Junior. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that. It's a co-produced entire. It's it's called Sweep Into Space. It's out in April and it's. Co-produced entirely by Kurt Vile. Whoa, okay. 
So it's going to be a lot of fun for me at least. Dinosaur, Dinosaur Jr. has been around for a long time, right? Very long. 80s. All original members? Always. Well, no, not always, actually. Sorry. Uh, two members left. Jay Maskis, the main guy, kept it going. And then I think 01 was Beyond in 2001. When they put out the album Beyond, the original lineup got back together. So now, yes, they're back to the original lineup. They have, they, like, their early stuff is great. Then there's a middle period where Jay Maskis does stuff with other people. And then the the end of them since 01 have been, has been back to them being original. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, when did Beyond come back? Come on. They're, 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 uh, if people don't know Dinosaur Jr., uh, they're partially to blame for Nirvana with, uh, guys like Sonic Youth and shit. So I encourage you to check them out. 2007 Parsh. Beyond. Is that that's what I the said? one with the, yeah, that's the cartoon. No, cover, the, no? The, no, the cartoon started on the album Farm in 09. Beyond is a black and white cover and there's a guy with his legs out of the couch. Okay. But Farm in 09 was... So Beyond was their return to like the original lineup. The album Farm, the one with the cartoon with the Giants, right? That's what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. That was like kind of their return to like... They had another spark of relevance in the late... 2000s with that album and it carried i mean they are relevant in a way they found a way to be be consistent in their releases but not many people go discover that it's very much always the same thing right with dinosaur Mm -hmm. jr how many albums do they have lots yeah lots upwards of 10 this is there i want to say this is like 12 or 13 for them they've got a lot I don't know by heart there, but uh very rock. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's a rock band. It's crazy because I've never heard one song from them. And if it played, I wouldn't be able to tell you this is Dinosaur Jr. But they're also the type of band that once you heard one song, you've heard them all. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no. They're very I... like once you hear them, it's like okay. Next time you'll hear that sound, you'll know it's them. Okay. Um, that was an anniversary yes. of a record this year, this week. Yes. Uh, oh, it was the, this week. It was this week. It was funny. I think it was yesterday or two days ago from Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday. I don't know. I forget. But um, Toro et moi, Underneath the Pine, his second album, turned 10. I have a really funny story to tell you. Okay, go. I don't know how funny it is. We used to work at the record store together, right? Yes. So when Toro et Moi put out, this is his second album. Okay, so Toro et Moi's first album, for people that don't know, uh, was pushed by Kanye West. Yes. He tweeted about it being the great album or whatever. It was called Causes of This in 2010. And it kind of created a hype around Toro et Moi and what they were calling Chill Wave. Bands like Washed Out. Uh, anyway, Underneath the Pine came out in 2011, his second album. It was pretty well received by, by a lot of people. I enjoyed it a lot when it came out. And his third album was Anything in Return. Okay. 
when this third album came out, this is a story. I don't know if I ever told you this. We were working at, uh, at the record store. Somebody bought this album, was so excited to buy this album and asked me if I was a fan. I said, yeah, it's a I'm a fan. And uh, whatever, we exchanged our opinions on the album. And I then said something like, like it's, it's a fine album. It's not his first two. It's, you know, he's definitely like losing his um, relevance. Not so much his relevance, but just the songwriting in general. Just like, yeah, it's kind of getting, you know, to be the same shit all the time. And the person buying the record went like kind of straight face on me. I was like, oh, well, maybe you just haven't found like your inner artist. <laughs> Are you serious? Basically, I wasn't intellectual enough to understand a fucking Toroi Mo album. And I think I told I, th- I think I told them I'm like, it's Toroi Mo you're talking about. Who do you think who who in your right mind do you think you're talking about right now? <laughs> and what they say? Well, they were they were insulted that I didn't think that their favorite artist was 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 uh, was consistent enough. But this is what I find so funny about, like, I'm very much aware that Dinosaur Junior, as I just said, is irrelevant to the to the most people. The artists you like, you're pretty much like you're you're comfortable enough knowing that like. Yeah, I like this. Nobody gives a shit about this, right? Mm-hmm. So to hear this person talk about about this artist, Toro Moi, like, I mean, like it's the Velvet Underground. <laughs> like I missed the point here. Was hilarious to me. It's very. It's it's something I that immediately comes to mind whenever I hear about Toro Moi. And unfortunately, he's, well, f- good for me because I called it early. Uh, he's a bit irrelevant now. Didn't he work with uh, Tyler, the creator? <laughs> he may, yeah, he did at some point or other. But and his that, music now is just me. It's very meh. And I revisited Underneath the Pine because I'm like, you know what, 10 years, let me go back to it. It's enjoyable. It's good. But unless you take yourself back to like this was a this was a movement, this was like something that was really big for like a couple of years at, at most. It's just like there's no lasting value to this. Chill wave and washed out uh, bands like Youth Lagoon. <laughs> I remember uh, those bands. I think I know who you're talking about too now, huh? Who? Torema? Yeah, like who you, yeah, you had you know that who conversation you. with. No, it wasn't somebody we worked with. No? No, no, no. It was somebody buying it. It was a, it was uh, a customer. Okay, that makes it way more interesting that it was a customer you had a conversation with this time. Yeah, yeah, it like was a this. customer. Do we know uh, the customer? Do I know the customer? No, 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 no. It's not somebody I ever saw again. It's not the Gabu. It's not, it, it was just somebody that was like so excited to come buy this on CD. 
that that's was opened the that discussion with me, but was me? Yeah, I probably was. But I thought I thought it was really fun, and it was like this fucking hipster, you know. Yeah, I I get I get the people that listen to that style of music sometimes could be very like uh, it's the uh, the apocalypse or like it's like the second coming of Christ. Yeah, yeah, relax a bit. But it's hey, if they like it, they like it. They you like it, they I'm... like it, but don't tell me I haven't found my inner artist. <laughs> that's amazing. But that's basically telling you, like, you haven't found yourself. Like, fucking, you don't know what you're doing. It reminded me of that time. I don't know if you remember somebody was working with us. And um, we can't name drop because, I mean, like, it would be, I, I, you know. But we were counting caches. And somebody said something about Mad Men being a good show. And then they immediately said, it's too intellectual. Like, it's very intellectual. Like, to us, to you and I, not knowing that I was watching it and that you just don't care for it. Had the nerve to say, it's, it's, but it's very intellectual. You probably won't like it. Fuck off. I hate people like that with Fuck stupid off. comments. Like, they think that they know you more than you know yourself. Yeah, or that they think that just like you won't get something that you that that I mean, you know. <laughs> I love how this conversation has turned into. Yeah, we've gone into. What? Anyway, I I think I think it's one of the funniest, and and that I just had had enough and was like, "Do you realize who you're talking about?" Uh, you know, who I have one to of my ask favorite interactions. Yeah, who like if they liked. Uh... What's it, Tori, uh, whatever his name is? Yeah. Uh, my cousin, Mark. I really wonder if he likes that. I'm going to say, based on his tastes, he may have found it interesting at the time, but I'm sure he gets that, like, yeah, who cares right now? I'm going to ask him, actually. I just, I, I just, I just texted him. him. I just messaged him and I I might not be able to say what he says, but I'm I'm actually super interested uh if he if he enjoys that music. So chill wave. What came of it? Yeah. Nothing. A bunch of artists and records that were praised and five years later lost all 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 relevance. Did he answer you? I see you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he answers me, and I wasn't expecting this. You ready? Yeah. He says, "Love him." Really? Yeah. And I and I and I just answer. I just asked him, "Really?" I didn't expect that. I, I you mean you, you made me hear a bit. I can't remember when, but I heard a bit. Of I find stuff. that I find that really really interesting that he likes that. Yes, you made me listen to it two weeks ago, because that you sent me the track list. And on one of the songs is called Griselda. No, that was a, that was a Yolo Tango record. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good transition into what we've been listening to because I have nothing else to say about. Uh, no, that's fine. Because I, I I have I have yet to find my inner artist. You so haven't found him yet. I haven't found my inner artist, so I still don't get Toro anymore. Uh, Look, so- it's it's average music at best. Okay. So you're not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan. And you know what? 
if anyone's going to tell me it's better than like average music at best, no, I strongly disagree with that. And, and it's not, fuck it. It's not even subjective. It's, it's, it's average music at best period. Um, so can we get into what you don't think average is average music at best and that you've been listening to for the last month, few weeks that you're, you've really been going back to that's been in your heavy rotation. My heavy rotation that I don't think is average music at best. Just that you've been really listening to, because there's nothing coming out. Has anything come out for you that it's just like, oh, wow. Oh, that's why I'm excited to hear the Julian Baker album. You know, I'll be that it's not really my mood right now, that kind of singer-songwriter slow thing. I look forward to hearing it, yeah. Other things in my rotation, I've been telling you Yolo Tango, which which I sent you the Griselda song. <laughs> Good um, song. What, what else? Uh, it's actually from one of their worst records, but um, what else have I been rotating? The Who? I had a little Who moment earlier this week where I was like... And you had to go buy two albums? I had to get their live at Leeds record that I was like, oh, fuck, I never owned this. And a, a deluxe My Generation, which I had a US version of. I wanted a UK version of. You see how this gets? Yeah. You see how difficult this gets for... Uh... <laughs> Can't wait to have that conversation next week. I have the debut Clash album. I bought it very young. And unfortunately, I never bought the real UK version of it. So I have the US version of that album. And I keep telling myself, get the US version, get the UK version, not the, and, and I mean, keep the US when you have it. There's different songs on it. But the UK being the real version of one of my favorite bands, I never, I never picked up a copy of it. Really? Yeah. So Surprising. I'll check that out soon then. Is it expensive? No, no, no. It's it's regular catalog. It's available. It's there's nothing unusual about it. What have you been listening to? That's all you've been listening to. That's all I've been listening to. I'm swamped to work. Sometimes you're a liar because you did a huge thing with the Beatles. Oh yeah, but that's a little while ago. We spoke about that, no? Maybe I don't remember. I don't. I, I, we I really. About it. We spoke about that. I had like a 60s Brit phase with the Beatles, Kinks, shit like that, but now it's... But yeah, Kinks. You've been listening to a lot of the Kinks? Yes, I have been. But I think that's where it ends. That's pretty much been my rotation. Neil Young was in my rotation earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Had a had a, had a had a bunch of those albums coming in too. My heavy rotation has been like... It's like about a good... <laughs> five six seven artists that i just keep going back to and just doing their whole catalog at all times um all time i know I, all time podcast uh sportscast Dan- march 9th that's exciting sportscast march 9th uh tune in <clears throat> on march 9th uh i've been doing a lot of daniel sun uh albums rapper from toronto uh super good um a lot of production from Future Wave, another producer from Toronto. I spoke about this on the last uh, the episode before Jay Dilla. 
I've been listening to a lot of Toronto yeah. rappers. Yeah. Uh, Asan Eastwood. I've been listening to uh, Raz Fresco. Again, another artist from Toronto. The last two I just mentioned. All produced by Future Wave. So, like, this is like a collective. Uh, Future Wave produces for a bunch of these artists, uh, which is super cool. Um, Rome Streets. Rome Streets has been in my heavy rotation. Uh, artists from New York, like I mentioned before. Uh J. Royale from Baltimore. I've been listening to his albums. Uh, he was uh, in um, my heavy rotation last year as well, but I keep revisiting his albums. Um, and just like here and there, just like a bunch of other New York artists, uh, Mooch, Riggs, uh, stuff that it's like, I'm really just enjoying nothing coming out. So I could just keep listening to past albums and just... Mm-hmm going on their websites and just spending fucking ridiculous amount of money <laughs> on their albums. Uh, but like, right, like right now, my favorite, like my favorite artist right now would have to be uh, Rome streets and Danielson, just because it's just, their albums are just so well put together. And these guys put out a lot of music, but it's really consistent. <laughs> and the future wave production, why I like future wave a lot and please, if you listen to hip hop, you need to go listen to Future Wave and all the albums he's done with a bunch of artists. And he's from Toronto once again. It's because he's he's very like the way he produces his music is like he he's like the alchemist. Okay. In a way where he's not afraid to step out of the box, where his beats don't have to sound very hip hop oriented a lot. Mm-hmm. He could use like like I don't know. It's just, it's like, I, feel again, I know what you're saying. You know, like Alchemist is awkward. Sometimes his his beats. Mm-hmm. Well, you get that same feeling from future wave. Whereas to his sampling, like comes in at the right time, but the beat could be off beat awkward. He uses different, I don't know, like the patterns are different. It's just super, it's super interesting to listen to. And again, knowing from these guys are from fucking Toronto. That yeah. is six hours away from us, but sounds super New York and super underground hip hop is super fun. Anyways, I'm in, I'm just, I don't, I really hope nothing comes out till about end of March. <laughs> and then we could figure it out from there. Unless, because, unless these guys, because these guys put out music all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah that's about it for uh, my musical stuff and spending money. Do we have anything else to cover? I think uh, I think we got all the hot topics. If something happens uh, on Thursday or Friday, sorry. Yeah, I guess it'll be the next week with uh, if we're gonna have a special guest on next week. We're working on a few things. We're trying to bring uh, Gabu back for uh, an episode about music collecting. I know that's, <laughs> that's going to be interesting. You see the way we get fucking neurotic and how I went off about the UK version of the Clash album? We're going to have some fun with them. Um, um, the week after, we have yeah. the uh, episode with Malenko. Yeah, we're doing something new on that episode too. Yes, uh, you will not be present for that episode due to the fact that you hate everything that I have to talk about when it comes to uh, Griselda music. No, no, I'm just busting your boss. Uh, you're not going to be there because we're going to try and do things a bit differently where if it's an episode on something we're not too familiar with or 
we just want the other one to take take a hold of. Yeah. There's it's albums be- that like I want to do anniversaries of two this year that like I, I feel like you don't need to be there and and you understand that like I do for this particular mm-hmm. thing. I think you could have a better conversation with him than if I'm there. Yeah, for sure. And I mean. and I think it's gonna be fun too to have different perspectives of different people. Uh Gabu, Malenko, we might have other guests, you never know. Yeah, be cool. Uh, yeah, just just doing things differently and uh, getting back out there and seeing what's up. But uh, yeah, next week Gabu episode, week after Malenko episode, and then we'll take it from there. What's going on? But uh, hopefully, right now it's like the, the Gabu episode right now is is a, is a possibility. We're waiting to see if that's com- going to be confirmed, mm-hmm. if he can make it. So. If not, you'll hear us. Um, if you haven't checked out our Jay Dilla episode uh, that came out two weeks ago, please do it. Uh, whether you're a fan or not, it's just good and interesting for you to discover a new artist or discover the greatness of a certain artist. And if not, if you're not interested, well, we'll be putting out episodes every week or every two weeks. So please tune in because uh, we're back and we're rolling. And on top of that, Steve, what's coming March 9th? The all-time sportscast. Football. Did your cousin answer about um, Moratori Mostov? No, he just said, love him really for years. Didn't expect that. Didn't answer, but I could see he's answering in the other chat. So maybe he's ignoring me. Okay. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. Yes, thank you very much. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Be careful, mask up. Wash your hands, brush your teeth. All right.